Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio comedy on the Abbott and Costello Show. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman who pretends to work, so I pretend to pay her, Lisa Wolf. You know, that's not a joke. That's actually true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting for my big... uh... My big bonus. You know what? You are so expensive, Lisa. I know, but you know the best things in life cost you a few bucks. That's true. Very, very true. That's your own. That's your own little, uh, you know, that's saying. My motto. It's um, it's it's going to make it into the lexicon. I'm that, sticking to that. I like that. All right, Lisa. Okay, what's cooking? Carl. How are you? I'm great. How yeah. are you? Happy I'm belated in... birthday. Thank you. This I was had Lisa's a birthday, birthday this yeah. week, wow. and we've celebrated tonight at the station. And yes. Carl brought me in a really nice present, so I'm in a really good mood. Wow. And I got her fruit, too. And you got me fruit. From the Rose Garden Cafe. Yes, right, the best. Right across the way. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's stargaze a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to like my first story, Carl. All right. So times are changing at Playboy magazine. Have I you know, heard the shocking I have news? heard. I have been in mourning. I, I figured you were. Since I heard this, yes. So after 62 years, yes. what's happening, Carl? They are not going to have any um, adult pictures anymore. No more in the, undressed women. Yeah, just, just pictures of women scantily dressed. Well, right. There's no more nudity at all. Wow. Um, and here's the thing. It and shocked, so when is this fateful day? Well, I will tell you about it. It literally shocked the magazine industry because, Man. of course, Playboy, founded by Hugh Hefner, this was a controversial part of pop culture since uh, 1953. Right. Their circulation has gone Who was way on down. the cover of the first Playboy magazine, Lisa? Do you know? Marilyn Monroe. Very, very good. Okay. Now, nice job. But here I have another question for you, Carl. Yeah. Who will be on the first non-nude issue, which will begin on March of 2016? Huh. Now, someone, your hint. Someone that I would not want to see nude. No, not necessarily. Okay. But they're going for a powerful woman um, who could give an amazing interview and be a powerful, inspirational woman for Probably men like, and women. I would say someone that I don't want to see. Somebody you Probably like. Grandma on the Beverly Hillbillies. You're I don't want to see her. You're not on the right nude. track because this is a, a beautiful girl who is talented and strong and um, well liked, and you like Taylor her. Swift. Yes. Get out of here. Yes, I am so serious. <laughs> really? Yes, I promise. That is absolutely Are correct. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. She's going to grace the cover of she Playboy. Is. Yes, and, and she will wow. be dressed and clothed. I'm and, sure she um, will. It's uh, it's starting which in is, March, which is quite a shame. 
Well, like I said, it won't be the grandma from Beverly Hillbillies. No. But I think they're going for a different take. And, yeah. you know, that's, well, that's great. Well, here's my prediction. Right? It'll be the biggest selling uh, magazine, the b- biggest seller of all time for them, that issue. And then that's it. It's down. It's It's out of here. It's down well, the drain. We'll see what That's happens. That's my prediction. We'll see what happens. You know what? Their Everybody circulation... will want that magazine because it's the first one, it's... collector's item. Right. And then that's it. People are going to cancel their subscriptions. It's going to be the worst decision. They will reverse the decision Well, here's down the, the thing. People are already canceling remember, their subscriptions. Remember okay, I'll remember your words. All right, because right, you're right. I'm sure you're I'm, right. I was wrong one time in 1973. I know you're always right. At least that's how you th- how you see it. Right. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Okay, so Jim Carrey, I know you are a fan. Yeah, I like yeah? him. Yeah. He has landed a pilot for Showtime. Wow. It's called I'm Dying Up Here. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that sometimes, too. I'm, I'm dying up dying here. here. Um, a dark comedy hour long and Jim Carrey will be the executive producer and it's going to follow a struggling comedian. It's going to be set in L.A. during the 1970s. Okay. And they're going to be exploring the famous Hollywood comedy clubs of the 1970s, mm. which there's, they're calling the golden age of comics. Right. Which is when many of today's comedians got their start. Right. So they're going to follow Sounds that. Great. It does sound well, I'll tell you what, Showtime does amazing television. They have some they great really stuff. They really do, yeah. Um some people, you know, can't afford it, but some people can. <laughs> well, I don't I don't have it, but I but I watch their <laughs> stuff, know. you know, know. second hand. I, I can't afford Showtime. Look, we all watch things second hand. <laughs> it will start shooting this fall. Right. And if Lisa it's... would give me a raise, I could afford it, but if She's, I didn't charge, she hasn't it so given much. me a raise in nine years <laughs> on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm working on that. Right, I'm working on you. that. And basically, this is all about the business of making people laugh, and that is a complex industry, no question. I know I make you laugh, so you know. Yes. And one more thing. Now, this is good. There's going to be. Well, okay. This is funny. There's going to be a TV series about Michael Jackson's last days, and it's in the works at Warner Brothers Television. Okay. Now, this is interesting. Warner's Brothers Television Group has signed an exclusive deal with broadcaster, author, and producer Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's going to develop a scripted TV series for broadcast and for cable. His first project is going to be a TV series adaptation of one of his books, this is called Before You Judge Me, The Triumph and Tragedy of Michael Jackson's Last Days. Mm. This is specifically focused on the final 16 weeks of his life. Right. Okay, so it's going to be published in 2016, mm-hmm. and it's chronicling his final months. It's going to be his hunt for privacy, his fragility, um, the pressures of fame, that kind of thing. Right. Um I don't know. Is that going to be successful? Um, I mean, we're all curious. And we're it's like a miniseries or it's a movie? Um, it's going to be on television. Mm-hmm. It's probably um, like a miniseries. And cable. Speaking of miniseries, I don't mean to interrupt or no, that's okay. change the subject. Yes. But have you been watching Fargo? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. Should I be watching it's, Fargo? Last year they had Fargo. You know, they had a yes. the 10-parter with Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, of course. And it was so successful they decided to do a prequel. And maybe that was always in the works. Right. But they went back about 10 or 15 years earlier than that, you know, than and last season. And it up. Right. And um, there's, there's one or two characters, of course, younger versions of the characters. Right. It is absolutely mesmerizing it is the best show on television i am telling you folks if you have not seen fargo last year's version or this year's version you have got to see it 
Did they have last year's version on Netflix? You can get it. Yeah, you can get it somehow, some way. I mean, sure. Netflix is But fantastic. you don't need to have watched that. I mean, right. they're, well, this they're, is a prequel, so this is actually yeah, it's, first. It's amazing. Just well, you no, have thank to check you. it out. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll don't put, it, miss it. put it on my bucket list. I mean, incredible. Okay. Yeah. I, when you say that, I believe it's okay. you. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, can I say one more thing? Yes, or are we out go of time? right ahead. The second project of Tavis is going to be called My Journey with Maya, which is a memoir of his 30-year friendship with poet Maya Angelou. And oh. that will also be a broadcast. Okay. I don't know if it'll be a miniseries or a pilot or exactly yeah. how it will be uh, done. But These are the two things he's doing with Warner Brothers right now? Exactly. All which right. will both well, come very, out in 2016. We have time for one quick one. Oh, it's not quick. All right, then we don't. All right, I'll say Well, it. thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Carl. So how does it feel to be 21 finally? You can uh, uh, you can get rid of that fake ID? Right. I'm, I'm feeling, Way you know, grown go. up now. Nice, Lisa. Thanks, Carl. So 21 yes. and four kids. Wow. Yes. You've I, been busy. Yes. Well, I started at about 12. Yeah. So well, that's, that's how you do I would it. not recommend that no, for our I, listeners. No, I wouldn't uh, All right, Lisa. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Carl. Stick around. Why don't you stay for the rest of the show? <laughs> I think when I will. we come back, it's the Abbott and Costello show. Don't go away. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. One of the radio's most popular comedy teams, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, began their 30-year partnership in 1929, the year Lisa was born. With Abbott serving as the perfect straight man and Costello as the bumbling, wisecracking man-child. The duo were veteran vaudeville and burlesque performers when producer Ted Collins signed them for a series of appearances on the Kate Smith radio show in 1938. They achieved national recognition by performing seasoned vaudeville routines for a national audience, including their most famous routine, The Who's On First. Abbott and Costello starred in a 1940 summer replacement series for Fred Allen before signing with Universal Pictures to appear in movies. From 1942 to 1947, the duo enjoyed huge success in movies and on radio, where The Abbott and Costello Show became a Thursday night fixture on NBC. The pair broadcast for ABC from 1947 to 1949, where they starred in a weekly evening series as well as a Saturday morning show aimed at their younger fans. All right, Lisa, it's time for Abbott and Costello. You ready for this? I sure am. They're always hilarious. I like the funnies. Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. This is from February 13th, 1947. Lou tells the story of Moby Dick on this. Uh, Michael Roy does the announcing. It was originally sponsored by Camel Cigarettes, but we've removed those cigarette commercials. We don't want you to smoke. Heard on NBC. Part one now of the Abbott and Costello Show. What Abbott and Luke Costello? Come over here. Isn't it wonderful to be back in California, Lou? Uh, oh, Abbott, it's nice to be back in California. Yes. Boy, did I have fun coming on a plane. I told jokes and all the passengers rolled on the floor. Were your jokes that funny? No, I loosened all their safety belts. Oh. <laughs> hey, what about that beautiful well blonde? On top of each other, huh? What about that beautiful blonde, you know, the one you met in New York? Are you uh, going to write to her? It's no use, Abbott. I couldn't get the first base with her. Why not? Her husband was on second. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, you idiot, I, I don't know what woman would see in you anyway. Oh, I guess I'm just irresistible. Well, even tonight, coming down here on the bus, the lady conductor punched out, 
I love you on my transfer. Oh. <laughs> now, Stella, you'll never be happy. Like my wife, Betty, and I. Oh, yes. Did you see her tonight? Oh, Betty. Oh, didn't she look beautiful, Lou? Yeah, she was wearing her new makeup. Yes. Dutch cleanser number four. <laughs> never mind that. Did my uh, brother Norman meet you at the airport? Yes, and right away he dragged me into a joint to celebrate. Abbott, Norman had one bottle of beer and passed out cold. My brother Norman passed out from drinking one bottle of beer. He didn't drink it. I hit him over the head with it. You idiot. You know he pots his hair in the middle now? Yes, all right, wait a minute, just a minute. Didn't I see you and your brother Pat down at San Pedro this morning? What Uh were you doing there? Well, Pat was trying to buy one of them new Navy surplus boats. He'd have got one, too, if he hadn't have been a veteran. Well, what do you and your brother Pat want with a boat? You know nothing about boats. Oh, is that so, Abbott? I joined the Navy when I was four years old. Uh how did you do that? I lied about my age. <laughs> Who did you sail with? Who did I sail with? Yes. I was on a ship with Captain Epson. I, I never heard of Captain Epson. He's an old salt. They... <laughs> Look, did you, ha- did you have any dangerous experiences in the Navy? Well, one time a schooner capsized on me. And what did you do? What could I do? I wiped off the bar and ordered another one. Oh, don't, don't be a dog, Lou. I don't believe... I don't believe you've ever been to sea. You know absolutely nothing about the sea. Yeah, but it so happens tonight that my bedtime story is going to be all about the sea. It's the story of Moby Dick. I tell the story all by myself, Abbott, and I don't need any help from you. So why don't you call up the automobile club and show them what a real wreck looks like? Oh, all right, now, look. Go ahead and tell your story. Now, Moby Dick was a great big whale. Yes, and Moby uh, Dick, no, as uh, I said before, uh, a he was a big a, whale. A mammal. He, he a, was, whale is, a whale is a mammal. You're interrupting a little earlier, aren't I you? said a, a whale is a mammal. Yes, he was a mammal. Yeah. He was not a mammal, yeah. Abbott. How could he be a mammal? His name was Dick. He was a papple. And he had seven fiddles. Now, shut up and let me tell the story. All right, go ahead. You're getting me a little burnt up Stop. already. Take it easy. Don't get excited now. I'm not getting excited. All right, you look it. Oh, do I? Now, Moby Dick was a great big whale, and he lived in the ocean. He loved to swim. When the water came up, he'd swim in. When the water went down, he'd swim out. Yeah, he swam with the tides. Yes. He, 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 he. Could I have that again? I, I, he swam with the tides. Tides. Oh, he didn't wear any tides. He was so big, he couldn't get a pair of tides to fit him, Abbott. <laughs> oh, yes, Abbott. Don't get me right mixed now. up in a story now. I'm getting a little mad. Go ahead. Now I gotta be nice again. All right, go ahead. Now, nobody could catch Moby Dick. When do we laugh at this when thing? They're laughing before they're supposed to. All right. <laughs> They'll laugh now, all folks. All right, all right, take it easy. Now, when anybody come after come after Moby Dick, he'd squirt water at them through his nose. Not, and not nose, spout. Spout. Yes, he's he spout. Yeah. Spout time, you keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> now, Abbott, let me finish the story. Well, go ahead, I'm waiting for the finish. Now, now, one day, Moby Dick was swimming along, and he passed a shark that was talking up a skew. What kind of shark? Now, who said that? I did, that's in case you asked. I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, this was a pool shark. Now, get out of here before I bank your head in the side pocket. Now, take it easy. Now, Moby Dick was hungry. He was very hungry for a big whale, so he grabbed a great big clam. Abalone. He cl- huh? What'd you abalone, say? abalone. Abbott. This is no baloney. This is a true story. No, you, you said you said anything about baloney. Who said it? Who did? You, you did. I didn't say anything. What did you say? I said abalone. There you go. You said it again. No, abalone. no, you dummy. I said the whale was eating abalone. Where would the whale get baloney in the ocean? No, no. Abbott, he was eating a great big clam. Abalone is a clam. How do you like that? They're making baloney out of clam. No, no, no. They don't make a baloney out of clams. The kind of clam I'm talking about is abalone. A clam is abalone? That's right. One of us is nuts. Abbott, why don't you baloney up and let me tell my, and finish my story. You mean clam. Uh, Didn't you just tell me that clam is abalone? That's right. Well, if you don't shut your clam, I'll hit you over the head with a baloney. All right, now, don't get excited. <laughs> now, Moby Dick was a friendly whale. He liked to play with the fish, especially uh, the itty-bitty little fishy. Guppies? Sure, he, he, he. What was that? Uh, guppies, guppies. Haven't you ever heard of guppies? Oh, I listen to guppies all the time. Guppies Tavern. <laughs> 
were swimming along, one day he saw a swordfish fighting with a mackerel. The swordfish stabbed the mackerel, then he stabbed him again, and he stabbed him again, and he stabbed him again. Oh, again. Poor little mackerel. And mackle. he stabbed him again. Poor little mackerel must have been full of holes. Yeah, he was a holy mackerel. Hold on. <laughs> Will you stop laughing now? Well, when do we laugh at it? I'm Come not on. even finished with the story yet. <laughs> then the swordfish saw Moby Dick, Moby Dick <laughs> and, he, and he lunged at him. <laughs> And he lunged at him. And Moby Dick and what lunged at the swordfish, and, and the swordfish happened? lunged at Moby Dick. Well, what happened? They had lunch together. <laughs> and then Moby Dick paid the check. He was a very wealthy whale, Abbott. He owned stores all over the country. Oh, now, look, don't get silly. What kind of stores got a whale uh, Abbott, ain't you ever never heard of the whale and drug stores? Well, all right, go ahead. <laughs> now, Moby Dick didn't feel so good, so he went to see the Dr. Fish. Dr. Fish? Yeah, he was a famous sturgeon. So well, he... <laughs> Well, he was, too. He was a great physician. Physician. (laughs) Now, when he got to the sturgeon's office, there was a walrus in there having a tooth pulled. That tooth tusk. Huh? That tusk, tusk. Oh, yes. Well, tusk, tusk to you and a couple of poo-poo. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, also in the sturgeon's office was a big fish with band-aids stuck on both sides of his jaw. What was the matter with him? He was plastered to the gills. Oh, (laughs) why didn't he come to the sturgeon's office? Well, he just stopped in for the halibut. For the halibut. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Then a quartet of fish, a quartet of fish came in and started singing. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A quartet of fish? Oh, what a quartet of it. First tuna, second tuna, barracuda, and bass. Mm. (laughs) They sang for scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were always good for a fin apiece. Suddenly, (laughs) suddenly a voice hollered, I's regusted brother crawfish. Let's all go home. Who was that? That was a kingfish. A king? Now, oh. <laughs> now, on the way home, Moby Dick, he passed the school of fish. Well, what kind of fish? How do I know what kind of fish? Well, were they weak fish? What do I know about their physical condition? I, all right. All I know that a couple of them were Gershwin fish. A uh, Gershwin fish? Yeah, Porgy and Bess. Uh, por- so, uh, <laughs> now, look, uh, just a minute. Porgy and Bess had nothing to do with this. Oh, they did, too. Oh, Some no. of our best tunas come from Porgy and Bess. I got plenty of nothing. Oh, stop, Costello. This is ridiculous. What happened to, to Moby Dick? Now, it's a very, now we're getting near the end. That's it. Come on. Very sad ending, Abbott. All right, let's hear it. One day he swam away and nobody ever saw the big whale again. He swam away. Abbott, you're supposed to say, Costello, I'll tell you where he went. And no, I said, you I keep out of this. Okay, Listen, now. Go ahead. I'll tell you that. Okay. I naturally would ask I you started that. the story and I'm going to finish it. Whales are just like elephants, Abbott. They have a graveyard where they go to die. No matter where a whale lives, he goes to the whale's graveyard to die. Whales swim thousands of miles from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean, against currents, over reefs, through storms, hurricanes, typhoons, and monsoons. They swim and they swim until they get to the whale graveyard. And when they get there, Abbott, they die. They die? Yeah, it's the trip that kills them. (laughs) All righty, that is the first portion of the Abbott and Costello Show, February 13th, 1947. We'll get back to Bud Abbott and Lou Costello and uh, their show from 1947. I think I said that already. Yeah, right? I think so. I? I'm starting yeah, to repeat myself, Nobody Lisa. Nobody was listening anyway. Oh, my gosh. I uh, I don't know. I'm starting to repeat my... That's not a good sign. You said that again. You start that you're repeating, repeating yourself. yourself. That's the third time. Hey. <laughs> so, hey, nice to see you, Lisa. Did you just get here? Um, no, I've been I'm, here. I'm since, making a lot of new friends lately. Since about nine years so, ago. So, <laughs> uh, hey, the uh, man of the week is the uh, very uh, strapping Ryan Reynolds. Yes, indeed. He has uh, he does very well with the ladies, I'm told. He's a, uh, you know, a nice-looking guy. He was married to Scarlett Johansson for a while. That 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 puts him in a pretty good uh, you know, elite class. Right. And then now he's married to Blake Lively. So he likes those pretty blonde girls. Yes, and yes. And indeed. he's blonde. And he's blonde. You know, so it's it, uh, it it's a whole out. blonde <laughs> thing going on there with the uh, with the Reynolds home. Right. 
So, uh, yeah, we have all kinds of uh, movie clips with Ryan Reynolds. We have uh, Beat the Host with Ryan Reynolds. Yep. And maybe Ryan will call. Maybe he's I, listening. Thinking, maybe he'll even show up. Give us a, hey, Ryan, if you're out there and you're, you know, hanging out with Blake Lively, you want to give us a call, just go right ahead. Uh, give us a call. We'd love to put you on the air here. It's, uh, we're celebrating your birthday. So happy birthday. October 23rd is coming up. He was born in 1976. He's, Man, I hate know, when they're. You know, he's only a year older than you. Yeah, I hate when they're, uh, when they're younger, when they're younger than me. 1976. He's a young guy. He's young, yeah. Gosh, man. He's already been married twice. Yes, and he so, was engaged um, before that. So, uh. You know who he's engaged to? No, who? Alanis Morissette. Really? Yep. Wow. True. The marrying man. Yeah, he didn't marry her, but no. they were engaged. But, uh, he's doing pretty good with Blake Lively there. She's a, she's a very, uh, fetching young woman. They don't use fetching anymore. No, that's Notice a little that? antiquated. Yeah. Anyway, your, your here, age is all right, here's a 2002 <laughs> comedy with Ryan Reynolds. What's your name? I'm Taj Mahal Badalambabad. Where, where are you from, Taj? I'm an exchange student from Banglapur, India. Welcome. What can we do for you? All right, if you know what movie that is, you can win some fabulous prizes. Call us toll-free, 855 855- 360H360, the H is a 4, 855-360-H360. Call us right now. Phone lines are open. You'll win some fabulous prizes if you could tell us what that is. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest. Lisa Wolf, this is Hollywood 360. Did you know that? I I didn't, but now I do. Now you do? Because you told I me. I learned you something. You did. This is Hollywood 360. We're on 100 radio stations coast to coast. And we're on some of the biggest radio stations in the country. Thank you, all our program directors. Thank you, uh, all of our listeners. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in every week. It would not be any fun if you weren't tuning in. And do check out our website, which is Hollywood360radio.com. All kinds of fun stuff there, including our schedule and a podcast of this show. Every single Monday, we put the new show up along with a bonus hour of classic radio. So you not only get the four hours worth of Hollywood 360 via podcast, plus we add a bonus hour. It's always good to have something Bonus. Bonus is good. Or free, right? Right. Lisa likes free. Sure. And uh, we uh, we play like, you know, an hour-long whatever suspense or Lux Radio Theater or whatever it might be. Whatever I choose. Yeah. And so you'll get the four-hour Hollywood 360 show plus a bonus hour of classic radio. Just uh, listen to it at your leisure on our podcast. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. And there's all kinds of other fun things, including millions and zillions and uh- trillions of pictures, pictures of, of Lisa at the site. So if you want to see what Lisa looks like, you know, she has this very sweet voice. She's got this voice with a smile. And then you look at her picture and she's even more beautiful than her voice. Mm-hmm. So there but, you go. But you know the real me. Yeah. It's a facade. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if our listeners only knew. All right. So uh, we are uh, we are celebrating a very talented actor's uh, birthday. October 23rd is his birthday, 1976. And I get this all the time. People always say, I look just like Ryan Reynolds. They're always like, you know, you and Ryan Reynolds, I mean, twins. You guys are just like from about 4,000 feet away. You look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I get it all the time. Yeah, I can and, understand why. And so uh, it's his birthday. And here's a clip from a movie from 2002 that he starred in a comedy. What's your name? I'm Taj Mahal 
Badalambabad. Where, where are you from, Taj? I'm an exchange student from Bangalore, India. Welcome. What can we do for you? All right, so uh, this was a movie Ryan Reynolds starred in along with Tara Reid and Tim Matheson and Cal Penn. Here at Cal Penn there. Let's, uh, let's see if uh, Jim. Hey, Jim from uh, Hobart. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, Jim. What do you think? Do you know this movie? I believe I do. What is it? I would be Van Wilder. Van Wilder. Absolutely right. I appreciate you calling in, Jim. Fantastic. All right. All right. Uh, enjoy the show. Uh, Jim knew it, Lisa Wolf. He sure did. He knew it. He knew it was Van Wilder yeah. and uh, 2002 comedy. And he's going to win some fun prizes. Great. What's he going to win, Uh, He'll win some DVDs and CDs and whatever my crabby brother decides to send him. Now, this film has a sequel called Van Wilder, The Rise of uh, Taj, starring Cal Penn, released in 2006. And it also has a prequel called Van Wilder, Freshman Year, starring Jonathan Bennett, released on DVD in 2009. Did you know all that, Lisa? Well, prequels are in right now, Yes, Carl. they are. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the Abbott and Costello show. Hey Abbott. hey, Abbott, I just bought a boat. I just bought a boat, Abbott, at the government auction. Here's a picture of it. My, she looks beautiful standing there in her slip. She's in a slip. Oh, oh wrong picture. No, 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 no you dummy. <laughs> this is the right picture. It's a, it's a picture of a y'all in a slip. Picture what? Uh, y'all in a slip. Hey, but y'all is crazy. I never had a picture taken in a slip. No, 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 no. Y'all, y'all is a boat, an old tub. You did it. Now that did it, Abbott. You all can't insult me. Just for that, I'm going to hold off and give you what? The dirtiest look you ever had. Now, now listen to you. Listen, you idiot. If you're going to sail this boat, you'll, you'll have to get a license. Now run across the street to City Hall and you'll find that the boat license is in room three... 310, that's it. Okay, room 310. Yeah. We'll invite the whole gang out on a fishing party, Abbott. That's I think it. I'll make it formal. Formal. No fish admitted without tails. Wait right here, Abbott. I'll go over to room 310 and get the license. Go ahead. Oh, that dummy, I hope he gets a license without balling things up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 310? That's the marriage license bureau. Costello! Costello! Uh Uh-oh. Oh, it's too late. He's gone. How do you do, clerk? I'm Lou Costello, and I'd like to take out a license. A license? Well, congratulations, Mr. Costello. Where did you find her? Government surplus? (laughs) No kidding. Say, were there many of them down there? Oh, sure, hundreds of them. Some from the Coast Guard, some from the Marines, some from the Navy, and two or three from private parties. <laughs> were uh, most of them in good shape? Nah, a lot of them needed a new bridge. <laughs> now, some, the paint was cracked, others were bulging a little at the seams, but I picked the best one. Yes, sir, I'll bet you did. Uh, when does the ceremony take place? Tomorrow. I'm going to shove her into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> boy, Right away, show her who's the boss. Oh, I'll be the master, all right. I'm going to start the ceremony by cracking a bottle of champagne on her nose. <laughs> Brother, you got the right idea. By the way, how old is she? Oh, she's pretty old. But she'll be all right when she gets the barnacles scraped off. <laughs> barnacles? <laughs> Barnacles, eh? I thought mine was bad just because you had a couple of bunions. Bunions? <laughs> bunions on a boat? Costello! Costello! Yeah, Costello, come out of here. Come on. Hey, Abbott, this come guy on. is nuts. His boat's got bunions. Who's talking about boats? I am. That's what I want a license for. Uh, look, this is the marriage license bureau, Costello. I've got the boat license. Come on. We'll pick up Skinny and Marilyn and start off on that fishing trip. Hurry up. <laughs> Hiya, fellas. Well, I'm all ready to go out on the boat with you, Costello. You're going on this boat in that outfit? What's the idea of wearing a woman's nightgown and carrying a doll? That's in case the boat sinks. You know the rule of the sea. Women and children first. 
Skinny, why don't you crawl up in the crow's nest? What for? Get one of those crows to sit on an egg you just laid. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you are, Louis, my love. My, what a beautiful boat. Marilyn, my sweet, let's you and I sail away to some tropical island. We'll sit alone in the moonlight and I'll sing a romantic song in your ear like beer barrel polka. Oh, but, Louis, there's nothing romantic about a beer barrel. There is, if you drink the beer first. Ah, <laughs> oh, Louis, my love, you're so cute. When we get back from this boat trip, I'm going to take you to my house. Yes? I'll fix you a big dinner. Mm-hmm. Roast duck. Chocolate cake, chocolate strawberry cake. ice cream, strawberry ice cream, and then after dinner, yeah. we'll go in the living room. Oh yes, and have a demitasse. I knew it. I knew you weren't treating me that nice for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Costella, Costella, I weighed the anchor and we're ready to cast off. Get up on the bridge there and act as first mate. Aye, aye, sir. Okay, okay. Oh, anchor. Paul Anchor! Port, you're missing! Port, you're missing! Loop your poop deck! Loop your poop deck! Cutting down the hatches! Run up the rigging! Reef in the mainsail! Pearl the spinsail! Hard the starboard! Man the force! Loop your poop deck! Costello, I thought you were a sailor. Look, you got the helm caught in the rigging. Well, get the helm out of here. <laughs> Hello, Louis. Hello. Louis Costello's a lousy sailor. Who said that? Oh, that's the ship's parrot. Oh. Hello, Polly. Polly want a cracker? Polly want a cracker? Polly want a cracker? That's all I hear. Why don't somebody offer me a rye crispy? <laughs> Ah, never mind that bird, Costello. I should have never come on this fishing trip with you. But there's dangerous reefs out there. There's a storm coming up. Now, man the wheel and get us through those reefs. Aye, aye, sir. What a terrible storm. This is my chance to be a hero. Can I get my ship and my crew safely through these savage seas? Can I navigate the swirling waters of the jagged reef? Can I bring my ship untouched through the treacherous shoals? Now you've done it, Costello. Oh, yeah. We're shipwrecked, shipwrecked on this deserted island. We can't even tell where we are. I could tell in a minute if I had one of those little round gadgets. What little round gadget? You know that little round thing with a needle in it that says north, north by east, north, north, southeast, east, east by east, east by southwest, west, west by south, west by southwest, south, south by north, south by northwest. Wait a minute, you mean a compass. Isn't it funny I can never remember that word? <laughs> well, I, I wish we knew where we were. Hey, Abbott, we're in the land of the Incas. How, how, how do you know? If I didn't... Hey, you are. The four Inca spots. Hey, Inca. Oh, Louis, honey, we've got to get off this island. I just saw four big Incas. Yeah, they're four of the biggest Incas I ever saw. But don't worry, Marilyn, darling. You're talking to a great sailor. 
a great fisherman. I'll get us off this island. Sailing, sailing over the boundary sea, you'll always find Costello, for a fisherman is he. Lou Costello, the famous fisherman. I was hitting the puss with a salmon while the salmon was in the can. Sailing, sailing over the boundary sea, you'll always find Costello, for a fisherman is he. He went sailing before he became a blimp. My father used me for bait because I was a little shrimp. <laughs> Costello, I didn't know you were so fond of the sea I'm a regular Isaac Walton It's in my blood My red corpuscles go in and out with a tide The Costellos were all great sailors, Abbott All the way back to 1492 America was discovered by Christopher Costello There never was a sailor who was neater He sailed the ocean in his three famous boats The Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Anita <laughs> They're running at Hollywood Park. Bazooka is going to the front. Bingo is second. Clinker is third. Coming into the stretch, it's Rosebud in front. Barney B by four lengths. Firefly is third by eight. And the winner is Girdle. They let him out in the stretch. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lewis, my little stout trout. What thrilling adventures you must have had on the ocean. Yes, I had mal de mer, too. Mal de mer? Yep, that's French for you can't take it with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lewis, you're so smart and wonderful. Dear Lewis to me, you're a hero in bell-bottom slacks. When I'm on the sea, I'm the pride of the waves and the wax. <laughs> when you're at my side, I could sail in a sea full of squalls. Let's... Go for a ride. Yes, yes. In a barrel down Niagara Falls. <laughs> He's a sailor man and a fisherman too. He's the smartest fisherman you ever knew. Avashi lovers, make fast the mainsail, strip down the mizzenmast, swab those decks, you dirty swabs. Loop the poop deck. <laughs> Hey, hey, Costello, wait a minute. Do you mean to tell me that you really understand all of those nautical terms? Did I say something nautical? I'm sorry. No, 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 I mean, do you understand navigation? Yeah, but I'm a real navigator. When I was a baby, I played with boats just like a sailor. And then as a boy scout, I learned to tie knots just like a sailor. Then last night, I whistled at a girl just like a sailor. How did you make out? Shake hands with a landlubber. <laughs> ah, but I love the ocean. When I see the sea, then my heart starts to melt. I have fished every fish, and I've smelled every smelt. I've dueled in the sun with a swordfish. I have frolicked with fin and with patty. But I can eat fish because I'm a potter, and a fish may be somebody's daddy. <laughs> I swam uh, with the fish in the lakes and the pools. I got... A degree from attending their schools. I once kissed a mermaid just for a laugh. And now that same mermaid is my better half. <laughs> Many brave hearts are asleep in the deep. So... Beware, 
Costello. 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 How's it feel to be way down there? I'm feeling mighty low. <laughs> Costello, there's only one way we can get off this island. Somebody has got to swim to the mainland and get help. Here, buckle on this life preserver and get going. Okay, Abbott. I'll go behind these bushes, take off my clothes, put on the life preserver, and I'll swim for help. Oh, this is terrible, Mr. Abbott. We're slowly starving to death. Yeah, Costello's been gone for four days and four nights. Poor Costello. I, I'm glad I gave him that life preserver. I, I can see him battling those waves, struggling through that turret. Sir, if I will. Oh, my goodness, my mind's off it. But for four days and four nights, I wonder what's taking him so long. <laughs> hey, look, it's Costello. He's back. He's made it. Oh, Lewis, honey, you don't know how I've worried for four days and four nights while we waited for you to come back. Costello, I've never been so happy to see you. I, I'm glad you're back, Lou. Back. I didn't even start yet. How in the heck do you get into this life preserver? What? And now here are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with a final word. Well, Costello, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yes, Abbott, and I've written a beautiful Valentine poem all for you. Oh, that's very sweet. Would you like to read it? Certainly. Here it goes. What Harpo means to Groucho and Chico, what Kugat means to Tico Tico... What Molly means to Fibber McGee, what a few beads mean to Gypsy Rose Lee, what a patch on a seat means to the pants of a fellow, Abbott, my pal, that's what you mean to Lou Costello. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Good night. next week for another great Abbott and Costello show. This is Michael Roy in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant good night. Stay tuned now for the Eddie Cantor Show. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. And that's the Abbott and Costello show from the day before Valentine's Day, February 13th, 1947. Bud Abbott, Lou Costello, and uh, all about uh, sort of a nautical show, talking about Moby Dick and uh, then uh, being shipwrecked on an island. Originally sponsored by Camel Cigarettes, but of course, we removed the cigarette commercials as heard on NBC. Did you like that, Lisa? I did. You Carl. liked uh, the you uh, A and C, Abbott and Costello? I sure do, and I liked the little poem at and the end. And what's their most famous routine? Who's on? Yeah. First. Way to go, Thanks, Lisa. Hang Carl. on a second. Ding, Wait a ding, second. Ding, ding. Here we go. Hey, nice I've been job. working with you for way too long. You know what? When what? you started working on this show, yes. you knew absolutely nothing. I mean, you didn't even know what radio drama was. I mean, unless no, your, that's not your true. parents told you a little bit about no, it, right? I know what radio dramas were, but I certainly didn't know what I know today. Right. And uh, and Lisa has come a long way. She really has. <laughs> yes, that's true. You know? now, that doesn't say how far I have left to go. You know, <laughs> uh, you you know who Boston Blackie is in the shadow. Hey, I write Jack stump Benny. the host, so yeah. I am uh, you know plowing through my encyclopedia. She has an encyclopedia that I that I got for her. It's it's, true. it's John Dunning wrote it. It's an amazing book. It's called the Encyclopedia of Old Time Radio. That's right? That's exactly. And it, it is. Um, it's great. I've read it. 
uh, 30, 40,000 times, something like that. I'm almost through yeah? going through it. Really? First time. Well, you do a great job with uh, this show. I'm a fast Not learner. such a great job feeding your kids and cooking <laughs> true. and going to the grocery store. <laughs> we all have our and priorities. And all those things. Uh, <laughs> the home the home gets, gets uh, sort of... Uh, down the uh, ladder a little bit mm-hmm. as far as priority, but uh, but the show there you go fantastic, Thanks. Lisa. All right, let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. Are you a fan of classic radio shows like Abbott and Costello? What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, the- Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, now let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to Hollywood 360 Radio. And receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Well, this is the uh, point in the show where we talk about our next hour. The next hour, we're going to play Let George Do It, a good detective adventure starring Bob Bailey, who later went on to play... Johnny Dollar on Radio Lisa. Did you know that? Of course I know that, Carl. Well, because you know everything about old Well, radio, I'm I'm about halfway there. Pretty pretty much so. <laughs> All right, so but before that, we're gonna play Beat the Host, which is our award winning game. I mean, think I think it's won what? Hundred 150 awards? But it's, it's it's an award-winning a game. A lot of awards. And I'm I'm waiting for my music theme soundtrack from Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah. Ah. So Beat the Host is all about Ryan Reynolds. There it is. And we need a caller. We have an in-studio guest. Mike Stark is here. He's going to play, but we still need a caller. That means you folks. Give us a call. Win some fabulous prizes. It's really easy. It's all multiple choice. You're going to do you're going to do great. It's huge. It's huge. You're going to do huge. Give us a call. 855-360-H360. That's the number to call. Call right now. Play Beat the Host with us. Win some fabulous prizes. Toll free. 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Call right now and play Beat the Host with us. We'll be right back. 